0: Welcome to an all new episode of SJHL Insider, the award show edition. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Jeremy Corrigan. It promises to be a great episode of SJHL Insiders as we hand out some hardware. And we're also going to air a conversation that I had with Alex Schweitzer with Sask Energy to talk a little bit, to put a bow on the Kids Sport Cup, which wrapped up, of course, a couple of weeks ago. And the Kids Sport Cup was officially handed out to the Balfour's North Stars. But, of course, we'll also announce the award winners for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League with Commissioner Kyle McIntyre. So, lots to get into today. So, before we get into all that, let's pay some bills. Let's thank our sponsors. We have so many great sponsors in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Cantera Seed, SaskTel, Capital Auto Mall, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Chevrolet Tourism, Saskatchewan, Direct West, SGI, SGU, Great Western, Young's Equipment, RBC, thank you so much for your support. Again, without your support, these shows would not be possible, and everything we want to accomplish with the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League would not be possible. I have to slow things. Down. I'm stumbling on my words as we bring in Clark Monroe. Clark, how are we doing today? Oh, we're doing
1: wonderful. We just can't uh, say enough of good things about the sponsors. You, you know, you can't get enough words out there. That's why. Talk for 30 more
0: seconds so I can take
1: a step <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Thank you sure. know what, Jeremy? It's been a great season so far, and it's amazing that... Well, it's not amazing. It's crazy actually that we're already at this point where we're at the end of the season. We got less than a week left in the season. Yeah. We're talking about awards, we're talking about actual playoff matchups pretty much finalizing themselves. Uh right, and yeah. you know, we're 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 at that point now and it's crazy to think we've done uh you know well over what 25 episodes of this show now. We're getting into Who's the, counting? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> <I'm> not, <laughs> it's it's, it's been great. Anyways, it's yeah. been a great season and uh, it's exciting to be at this point.
0: All right. It's a jam-packed episode, so let's right let's
1: get Let's go. It. Let's get the into it. Patrick, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> now we got uh, a lot to get to, and like you said, Jeremy, there was there has been some things kind of settling themselves in terms of the standings and the and the scores and everything. So let's look back uh, for the topic number one at the last couple of days of games because there has been some important results.
0: Yep. Let's start with Tuesday. Three games on the schedule, and the uh, Yorkton Terriers won their third straight game and officially eliminating the Notre Dame Hounds from playoff contention with a 5-4 win. A really entertaining game at the ACC in Battleford as the North Stars knocked off the Nippon Hawks 3-2 in overtime and the Melford Mustangs with a big big bounce back win over the Flin Flon Bombers on the road winning 6-3. Then we switch to uh, Wednesday rather and a pair of games on the schedule the Melville Millionaires, four goals in the first period and they hang on for a 5-4 win over the Estevan Bruins. However... For the Bruins, thanks to the other result, the humble Broncos knocking off the Wayburn and Red Wings 6-3 in regulation, the Bruins clinched the Vitera division. And of course, uh, always when we look at our recaps, we want to be- give a big shout out to Sass Lotteries because they are the presenting sponsor of our lookbacks and recaps across the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We'll get into the standings part of... Uh, all of this and what these games mean, but uh, a really entertaining game in Battleford on Tuesday. Uh, big win for Melfort. Uh, what do you take away, Clark, from the, those two days of games?
1: Yeah, for me, it's the two games that had a lot to do with the, kind of how these standings are going to wrap sure. up. And that's Yorkton beating Notre Dame uh, on Tuesday, and then Melville, you know, Estevan had a golden opportunity to just kind of put a stamp on the season, and Melville came in hard uh, against them on Wednesday nights sure. uh, on the road there, and uh, Tucker Buhe, former Estevan Bear, if I'm not mistaken, with a hat-trick against his, uh, not correct. that he ever played for the Bruins, but against his former town team. <laughs> I don't know, what do you would call Something that? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, city team. City team, yeah.
0: Don't want to call Estevan a
1: His town. former a stomping city. grounds, maybe there we you could go. say. There we go. Yeah. Um, so anyways, big night for him, and a couple other big nights, too, he Humboldt. They got a you know Zilki had two goals. They Barladi with too. two whole goals. Exactly. Uh, Kachuk had a couple goals for for T'kashuk. Melford and Takachuk. Sorry, I always T'kashuk. get that confused. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, have been yeah. doing
0: the show all year. <laughs> you wait till the second, the last. I think this is the One first of the time last episodes it. of the regular season. The I think that's the first time I said oh, it.
1: Oh uh, Ben Takachuk. There you had go. Had a great night. Uh, a couple of goals for him. So a few big nights uh, the last couple of games and uh, or sorry, a few big games the last couple of nights. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, it's been exciting, exciting finish. And
0: without spoiling everything, that's the thing with at this time of the year with, uh, you know, results in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League when it comes to games and everything. It seems like everything, for the most part, affects the next topic of the hat trick and that being right. the
1: standings. Right. Then we're going to move right into it. The standings. And as you said, Jeremy, it's not quite finalized yet, but we're getting such a, a much it was, clearer picture. It was it.
0: extremely foggy. It was. After the weekend. It's, it's a little clearer, but it's still pretty foggy if we can throw up the standings. Uh, the good news is, here's the parts we know. Yep. The top eight are confirmed. We know the teams that are going to be in the playoffs when the playoffs start next week on March 17th. Also what we know. The Battle for North Stars and the Weyburn Red Wings will meet in the first round of the playoffs, of course, with the North Stars having home ice advantage. The other thing we know is the Melfort Mustangs and the LaRange Ice Wolves will meet each other. Mm -hmm. What we don't know is where that series starts. Still don't know Is it going to happen at the Northern Lights Palace or is it going to happen in the Mel and LaRange? Yep. Still TBD. Yep. What I will say is I broke it down going into uh, the last... Wow, how many days we got left? Four or five days of uh, the regular season. But so... As early as Friday evening, we could finalize the matchups. There you go. We could finalize the matchups as early as Friday evening, but a number of things have to happen for that to be the case. Uh, Nipwin needs to uh, lose to Melfort. Humboldt needs to win against Yorkton. And Flinflon would have to then lose to LaRange, and then that would solidify matchups. Right. Um, With that being said, the way the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League's been this season, I fully expect something to play out all the way until Saturday night.
1: I mean, they've waited this long, they might as well keep it going, right? Why not,
0: right? You know <laughs> what? We don't have to book hotels for traveling or anything no, like that. You know, it's it. fine. Last we'll figure minutes, it out.
1: anyways. Well,
0: some would say that, <laughs> exactly. but I would not say that. Um, maybe let's just briefly, I, do you want to touch on the two series we kind of know that are finalized and what you, your initial thoughts of
1: are yeah. those series? Yeah, I would love to for sure. I mean, so would Battleford's and Weyburn and melfort LaRange And we've been talking about these ones for a while now in terms of of Weyburn's a team that they've, they've scratched and clawed their way into this position. They they had an MVP candidate this year in Riley Morgan, who we'll talk about probably a little bit later on. Uh, And what an exciting way for them to kind of morph their season from what it started to where it is now. And um, they were one of the hottest teams after the Christmas break for a while Mm -hmm. there. Uh, And they were, you know, even threatening to even push up higher.
0: Well, and you know what, it's unfortunate for uh, I'm sure Wings fans are, you know, they, for their time there, yes, you're right. They were pushing to potentially be sixth. They were uh, pushing to potentially uh, maybe compete with the Estevan Bruins for the mm-hmm. Viterra division, but they ended up going on that four-game losing streak, and yeah. uh, that kind of pushed them back a little bit. And then, of course, with that loss last night, as a result, they've kind of uh, solidified eighth and will play the battle for North Stars. And we're not going get- to – Dive too much into the, the no. matchup that we'll save that for the playoff preview show. But I mean, you look at those two series that are already confirmed, and I think both of them, there's going to be no bad series, I think, this year in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League when it comes to playoffs. But uh, regardless, it's going to be very entertaining. And then the other thing we should mention with the standings, too, is when so when it comes to those other uh, potential situations when it comes to series, what we're waiting to figure out is who's going to finish second.
1: Yeah, that's who's really going to finish one, second?
0: Right? But I would say the Humboldt Broncos right now are in the driver's seat. They have a one-point advantage over the Flin Flon Bombers, and they played one less game. Right. Right? And they have played one less game. So, um, Flin Flon's going to, if if they want to, hopes at second, you're probably hoping, or for them, they're probably thinking you have to win both your games and hopefully get some help uh, for the Humboldt Broncos. And then, of course, the other uh, one we're trying to figure out, too, is, you know, who's going to finish sixth and who's going to finish seventh? Like you touched on with Estevan. Esteban, last night, could have locked up uh, sixth place with a point against the Melville Millionaires. And uh, they ended up falling 5-4 in regulation. As a result, Nipwin and Esteban could could flip-flop on the final weekend of the season. Now, with that being said, some things are going to have to happen. Um... Estevan, I do believe, has the tiebreaker over Nipwin. So Nipwin will have to win their game against the Melfort Mustangs and then hope that the Estevan Bruins lose in regulation to the Wayburn Red Wings then on Saturday. So we're trying to determine six and seven. We're trying to determine two and three. And we're also trying to determine who's got home ice in four and five. So that's, I think, that's, those are the three things really left to be determined.
1: Yeah. When it comes to standings. Oh, absolutely. And what better place for that to finalize or not finalize than Estevan versus Weyburn? Potentially. You know what I mean? Exactly. Potentially. That's the exactly. thing. Exactly. Estevan's last chance to you know, put a stamp on it against Weyburn. It just, it just lines up great. And, but uh,
0: that's only if,
1: if Nip Wynn wins on Friday. For
0: sure. If not, if Estevan's locked up sixth already, they might. You never know. You might see a bit of a different lineup for them on yeah, Saturday, uh, potentially. Sure. But that's what I mean. Going in this weekend, there's still lots to be determined, and we touched on it on SJHL Weekly. That's what you want.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's
0: what you want going into the final week of the season. Yeah. It's better that than everything yeah. being determined, and you're just kind of, you know, it's almost like what Jamie said, where some games almost kind of feel like preseason games a little bit, yeah, to a degree. Like
1: spring camp almost, you know sure. what I mean? Uh, so, and you know what else isn't determined yet, Jeremy? Mm, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> Thank you, because that means it's a good segue. The winner of the SJHL raffle has not yet been determined. Oh, That won't be determined for a while. Because. We're not giving away the, <laughs> heads up, we're not giving away
0: this today. I know this is no. the award show, we're giving away awards, we're not giving away the side by side today.
1: Not today. That
0: is, let's pump the brakes. We're not giving this away today.
1: Right. We're just talking about the it. The winner hasn't been okay. determined because tickets are still for sale, and you got to get yours today. I didn't SHL want SHL people Raffle, to
0: think we're right. accidentally just dropping a surprise. we got to be clear. Them. we got to be clear here. You do. Uh, we, yeah, I mean, yeah. we've been talking about this for the last few months. Tickets are available now, shhlraffle.ca. 1 for 25, 3 for 60, 10 for 100. I like, I like how it's always a deal when you buy more. Yeah, I mean, buy more. 10 sense. for
1: 100. Makes sense.
0: Bargain. In this economy, great deal. Yep. Great deal. Uh, but with that being said, we've talked about how the season's been flying by. So is this. Tickets are only available for about a month and a half now. Yeah. Exactly. A month and a half, six weeks. Yeah. Uh, so be sure to get your tickets today, sjhlraffle.ca. Uh, Tickets available until April 23rd. And then uh, we're going to do the live draw April 27th, right in the midst of the SJHL final uh, on this show. SJHL Insider, where we're going to do the live draw. I hope to have a barrel and everything uh, to, uh, you know, spin it, pick a winner. And uh, somebody is going to, could you imagine if you're a team, if you're the person that bought the ticket for the Mm -hmm. SJHL? I'm fantasy booking here this. (laughs) <laughs> you are the a fan of a of a team in the SJHL. Your team just wins. Oh man! The Cantera Seeds Cup, mm-hmm. and then the next night or next day, your name gets drawn to win the Polaris Side by Side.
1: Be a dream come true.
0: I mean, when you look back in the in the history of winning. Mm-hmm. It's up there. <laughs> it's yeah. up there in a yeah. pretty successful 48 hours, potentially. Exactly. Um, but
1: that'd be pretty something. There's the Stanley Cup. There's the Super Bowl, you know, oh, depending I'm, on what order. I'm sorry. And I'm then sorry. there's the SHL Championship. Polaris side-by-side. By side. Pretty like, close. Not not even, same market for me. There's a like big gap there. Yeah.
0: Regardless, get your tickets today. SJHLraffle.ca. Uh, and you know what? If you're old school and you don't like purchasing tickets online, Ooh. Uh, what would you do, Jer? Well, that, there's, I got case. some good news for you. Okay. Um, friend of the show, director of marketing and uh, partnerships, Jacob Faith. He is going to be out and about throughout the SHL postseason selling tickets in the rinks. So look for his smiling face. Oh, he's going to be smiling. And he's got a brand new haircut. Brand really? new haircut, ready to go. Perfect. Going to look his best. So look for the... Uh, Smiling guy with a nice haircut. Yeah, I guess he'll
1: be smiling like a butcher's <laughs> dog, as they say, because the dog gets the scraps. I have never heard. that. You ever heard that one? No. Oh, it's a classic. Is that a Saskatchewan phrase? Might be a Saskatchewan thing. Okay. Never, you know, butchers—they got a lot of scraps. I'm picking dogs. up
0: what you're laying down. I just have never. They're happy dogs. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Well, shlraffle.ca. Get your tickets today. Uh, we're gonna be talking about all, all, all playoffs, everything. Uh, with that being said, Clark, we uh, the league, as well as Sask Energy. Mm-hmm. gave away the Kids Sport Cup actually last week, last yeah, Friday. Speaking time. of smiling, smiling Jacob. Yeah. He was part of the, was the, the trophy presentation along with Commissioner Kyle McIntyre, who's going to hop on the program here soon to uh, hand out some awards. But I caught up with Alex Schweitzer with Sask Energy, and we kind of put a bow on the uh, Goals for Kids Sport program the kids sport cup yesterday. So we're going to throw it to that interview where we kind of recap the partnership, how it's been, how it was this year. And of course uh, it was another successful year for the partnership because another $20,000 and then some was raised for kids sport. So have a look. Well, we're pleased to be joined now by Alex Schweitzer, supervisor of, of community engagement for Sask Energy to talk a little bit about the Kidsport Cup. Alex, thanks so much for taking some time to join us today. We really appreciate it. How's it going?
2: Really good. Thanks for having me back today. It's good to be here. Kind of hard to believe that we're coming to the end of the season.
0: It really is. Uh, it's amazing how fast the season kind of flies by. And, I, you know, it feels just like yesterday when we were talking the first time about the Sport Cup, uh, you know, beginning this year and, and the the start of the program firing back up as uh, it went around to all the different rinks to, you know, participate in Sport game nights. Uh, before we get into uh, the results of this year's Sport Cup, I'll just uh, get your thoughts on uh, the program this year and how everything kind of played out
2: yeah we're really pleased with the goals for kids were program this year this year we're ninth season just a great long-standing partnership with the SHL kids sports Sask energy making sure that we can support kids and getting them involved in sport easing that financial pressure it's just such a great program we're really proud of it um, fun, creative way to uh, associate goals with some dollar value, getting the teams involved, and just really creating a fun opportunity uh, at the game night. So just, yeah, it's been a really great season, a lot of fun activity. And yeah, the race for the Kidsport Cup is always the kind of highlight.
0: And there was, it was funny. Cause I remember, uh, I think it was the second time we had chatted. It appeared, I think it was the battle for North stars were running away with it. And then the LaRange ice wolves <laughs> crept up and it actually came down to the wire a little bit. And it was pretty incredible because the, I think it was the, the night that the Kidsport sport cup ended. I think there still needed to be 10 goals, and there was only two games. And the fact that 10 goals yeah. were scored between two home games was impressive, but uh, it was the Balfour for North Stars walking away with the Kidsport Cup. Uh, they were presented the Kidsport Cup on Friday. But overall, I mean, when you look at uh, this, I mean, this program this year, Alex, I mean, there was a lot of goals uh, scored by the home teams this year, which is obviously music to uh, the ears of both Sask Energy and Kidsport.
2: Absolutely. The, all the teams worked super hard. We uh, had a great time presenting that trophy uh, on March third. like you said. Um, Battleford North Stars have just been a really strong team. We've seen them come out on top a few times over the uh, life of the program. So it's kind of fun to get to do that again. Um, yeah, and we're just really, really excited and passionate about this program and supporting youth in sport. And congrats to the Battleford North Stars for taking home the Cup.
0: And it was interesting because uh, the night that the Kids Sport Cup ended, the Balfour North Stars were playing, and they actually ended up scoring nine goals. But it wasn't the Balfour North Stars that ended the Kids Sport Cup. It was Carson Dobson nice. of the Nipwin Hawks scoring the 1,000th goal. And I talked to Carson last week, and he had no idea. But as a result <laughs> of him scoring the 1,000th goal, he is going to uh, have a special presentation at their home game this Friday. Maybe you just want to talk a little bit about it?
2: Yeah that yeah that's awesome super excited to hear that it was Nippon this year uh with Carson Dobson scoring that symbolic 1,000th goal, so what it means is part of this uh, partnership is every $20 is donated for each home goal, so that takes us to, the goal is to get to a 1,000 goals, which makes us uh, hit the total of $20,000 being donated to Kidsport throughout Saskatchewan, so uh, Carson hit that 1,000th goal and made sure that we secured $20,000 being donated to Kidsport, which is really exciting. We've got a, a little presentation for him coming up on Friday, uh, he'll uh, be acknowledged in a little ceremony um, in between one of the periods. So we're excited to be able to do that for Carson and help celebrate the program. It's a kind of another fun way. The Kids Sport Cup and the Thousand Goal are great ways to promote the program, celebrate the program, and just really create some awareness around kids sport and what it does for youth in Saskatchewan and getting them involved and engaged and excited about sports and looking up to these SJHL athletes.
0: For sure. Uh, congratulations to Carson once again for scoring the 1000th goal. If in case anybody missed it, we chatted with Carson on uh, last week's edition of SJHL Insider. Uh, and he, like I said, he had no idea that he scored the 1000th goal, but he's super <laughs> excited for the presentation, which is great. Um, Alex, I have to say, I, I went to a couple of Kidsport game nights this year. It was outstanding. Lots of fun, like you touched on, lots of fun games for uh, kids to t- take part in. Uh, lots of different activities going on. But I guess my next question for you is we've seen so. So many great things with uh, this partnership uh, throughout the years, but I guess moving forward into next year, is there anything else we could maybe expect from the program to maybe see it grow?
2: Yeah, that's a good question, and that's something we're always looking to do here at Sask Energy with the different partners that we work with. Uh, we've supported and worked together with Kids KidsWork for. 30 years, and obviously we've worked with you guys for coming on 10 years here, and we're always looking for new and exciting ways to uh, build the partnership uh, where we are in discussions about how things will shape up in the future. And I don't have any specific details at this time, but yeah, we're always looking for new ways to like I said, help support these organizations. And again, the ultimate goal is making sure we get kids involved in sports because there's just a ton of benefit there. So yeah, we'll uh, see what uh, the future brings and we're excited. So
0: we'll tease the new and exciting things for next year. So people can stay tuned uh, for uh, For the program for the kids sport cup and the goals for kids uh, program. I guess finally, Alex, obviously it was a great, uh, another great season of uh, the kids sport cup the Goals for Kids program, another $20,000 going to Kids Sport. I guess just your final thoughts on the uh, 2022-2023 edition of this program.
2: Yeah. As I said, it's been a great year. The total uh, dollar value raised for this entire program over the nine years is more than $230,000. So we are so pleased to be able to help, like we said, provide that together with you guys making it a fun sponsorship partnership program uh that's a lot of money it's a lot of sports it's a lot of nice. activities for kids so we're just yeah it was a great year lots of great activity lots of great stories photos network member involvement even just the one of my like i said last time i think my one of my favorite pieces is obviously the kids part cup but the volunteer piece where we acknowledge right. those volunteers in the communities that step up and just make a huge difference and I hear all the time when I've been at the game nights that the league wouldn't even exist without some of those billet families often who get acknowledged, the players wouldn't have a place to stay so and that's a strong piece for Sask Energy, the Champion of Volunteers brand that we have, and we look for opportunities to showcase that is a great tie for this program as well. So, just a big shout out to all those uh, winners of those uh, awards this year. You guys are like the heart and soul of this program as well. So, thank you for helping like make this make it happen.
0: For sure. I couldn't have said it better myself. Alex, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And congratulations once again on uh, another great year of the Kids Sport Cup and the Goals for Kids program.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: Always great chatting with Alex Schweitzer with Sask Energy, of course, putting a bow on the Kidsport Cup, and of course you can read uh, all about it on sjhl.ca and all the great things that uh, they do for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And speaking of doing great things in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, isn't that a good segue, Clark? We uh, bring Love in the us. Commissioner of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, Kyle McIntyre. Kyle, how are you today? I am just great. Thank you for having me today, gentlemen. You know what? It's a big day. We're, it's a huge day. We're handing out some awards. Uh, before we start, kind of getting into it uh maybe let's let's just get your thoughts on uh the season in the saskatchewan junior hockey league obviously we've talked about it from t- you know every month it seems like uh it's been a great year when it comes to uh the parody across the saskatchewan junior hockey league a lot of great performances by players just overall your thoughts as your first full year as
3: commissioner of the league well it is whipped by
0: it sure has. but it is oh. certainly
3: is the, the caliber of play and the level of competition and the level of skill has been absolutely outstanding. Even some of the individual performances this year have been awesome beyond expectations. And, and, and yet, here we are, uh, going into one of the last weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. You still cannot make your playoff plans. No, you can't. <laughs> like,
0: isn't that crazy? I was just complaining to Clark, I can't yeah. book a hotel yet. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> but that's okay. That's what you want from the league, obviously.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's great for us as fans. 100%. And we're all fans of the league, mm-hmm. obviously, all three of us here and, and the people out there. Uh, if you're a coach and general manager or a board member, or a governor, probably just driving you absolutely crazy. Do you know what, Kyle? That
0: was a really... All of us have hit really good segues today because let's let's start with the awards. And you sp- uh, spoke about coaches. So let's start with the Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association Coach of the Year Award. Take a look on the screen. There is the graphic. Of course, Braden Klamosko of the Balfour North Stars, Tad Cozen of the Nippon Hawks, and Mike Reagan of the Flin Flon Bombers. All very well deserving. But Kyle, I will led it to you to announce the winner of the saskatchewan construction safety association coach of the year
3: again three outstanding candidates uh, all of them have had excellent seasons but of course one individual season has really stood beyond all other seasons in the league and that is coach Braden klamasco of the north balfour north stars who is our scsa coach of the year and it's
0: Go. his third year in a row winning coach of the year and this year might be his best one yet with how obviously how well this uh, North Stars I mean you've seen the North Stars play numerous times this year Kyle Uh, maybe just speak to uh, I mean your thoughts on uh, their play and the organization and and the program that
3: Brayton's built well I'll tell the play the play is fast it's quick paced it's it's a team game Mm -hmm. although there have been some individuals who have had outstanding years uh, on the North Stars um, the team really plays well as a team and there seems to be an unparalleled level of chemistry amongst the players like uh, anytime I'm around the team the players are getting together they do stuff together it's collegial they're supportive with one another right. it's awesome and, and then you meet uh, both Braden and Gary and so certainly this is a individual award but right. really it's a it's a team approach working with the team and the manner with which that they work with the, the young men that play for them like they're both outstanding guys they're really good people and they're doing the right things and they're having some positive results which is outstanding.
0: For sure. So, congratulations to head coach of the Balfour North Stars, Braden Klamasco. He is the Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association Coach of the Year for the third straight year moving on the federated co-op most sportsmanlike player of the year three finalists on the board Tylen Hillbig of the Kindersley Clippers Jackson Martins of the Melville Millionaires and Xander Stewart of the Nipwin Hawks uh, a bit of a tr- this award so much different compared to uh, the other awards uh, Commissioner Kyle it's you know it's obviously not a stats based uh, award but uh, a definitely a tricky one for voters
3: uh, to pick so I'll leave it to you to announce the winner although not stats based jeremy mm-hmm. all these players have excellent stats in their categories it's amazing like yeah Tyler Hillbig, he all can three score of lots of goals xander stewart has had an excellent year as a defenseman put lots of points on the board mm-hmm. uh jackson martin transitioned to a different team mm-hmm. he's actually had an excellent year as well and this one believe it or not was a tie only fitting. We have
0: it's only fitting.
3: So, Tylen Hilbig of the Kindersley Clippers and Xander Stewart of the Nipwin Hawks are our federated co-op Most Sportsmanlike Player of the Year awards. Alright,
0: so let's let's talk a little bit about each player, because I know Clark and I, for example, on, on our show and on all the shows, we've talked a, a bunch about both of these players and how great of seasons uh, they've had. I know you've, being in Swift Current, uh, you've seen the Kindersley Clippers a, a good amount. Maybe just speak to, you know, Tylan and, and his play this year for the the Kinders, the Clippers?
3: Well, I think that Thailand, I think last year he had just an absolutely outstanding year. And I think people really had super high expectations for him. And and he got off to a little bit of a slow start. And really his fine play, I mean, he was still scoring, but not on the pace he was scoring on last year. Until he had one of his old teammates, uh, Logan Linkletter, Mm -hmm. uh, came back and they reunited him with uh, Cash Arnston. And uh, Logan and Tylen had played together probably since about peewee hockey. There you go. In the West Central area. So there's lots of innate chemistry that exists between them. And really, once Logan came back, Tylen took off and Tylen Hilbig is is being the Tylen Hilbig of old.
0: For sure. And it's exciting for Kindersley Clippers fans because obviously both those players are going to be back uh, next year. Uh, Clark, I'll let it to you for uh, Xander Stewart. I mean, you and I have talked about Xander and his amazing play this year. And I think he's definitely well-deserving of this award, especially with how much he plays uh, both offensively and defensively. And the fact that he has only had 14 penalty minutes all year for how much he plays and the role he plays, it's pretty incredible.
1: Well, yeah, we talked about it all year, how much of a leader he is on that team, how much of a, a role he takes on. And he's out there all the time, like you said. He's been putting up points all year long. He's been driving the offense for Nippon all year long, and not only that, but he's the shutdown guy too. He does it. He does Mm -hmm. everything. He does. Uh, And I think Tad Cozen realized that early on, and and really was able to utilize him. And and like you said, the biggest thing about him is he stays on the ice. He doesn't get (laughs) penalized. He stays out there, uh, so he doesn't penalize his team at all, uh, pretty much at all. So um, you know he leads by example, and you saw it all year long. He got some individual awards throughout the year, and and what a great season from him and. We'll see him a little bit in a, in a minute or two here as well.
0: And I stand by, it's only fitting that if we have only one tie in these awards, that's the perfect award to have a, a tie-in for most sportsmen like Absolutely. So uh, congratulations to both Tylan and Xander for uh, being named Federated Co-op Most Sportsman-like Player of the Year. All right, moving on. Direct West Rookie of the Year. I mean, we talked about the finalists just last week, and um, – this was a very difficult category, and we can get into that in a bit. But the finalists are from the Malford Mustangs, Riley Ash, from the Humboldt Broncos, Karsten Cater, and from the Yorkton Terriers, Dylan Ruptash. Before we announce the winner, uh, Kyle, I'd love to talk to you about the rookie class this year in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League and just how impressive the rookie class has been this year.
3: Well, I think the thing that is really impressive about this group of players are all our rookies in general. Like two of them so Karsten Kater and Riley Ash are both 06 players right and, uh, and I think maybe it swayed some of the voters uh, in, in maybe the way that they voted and we'll get into that a little bit later and then and then uh, Dylan Ruptash like Dylan Ruptash was having a fine and dandy year and then uh, Karsten Kruska <laughs> got injured right And then all of a sudden, the weight of the franchise gets placed on his shoulders, and he absolutely takes off. Like, probably of our three nominees, he has certainly had the stronger second half of the season. Uh, I think, how many goals does he have? 28 goals, maybe?
0: 20, 22, 22. Yeah, but he leads in rookies. 54 games he does yeah. lead
3: rookies, so. so so his scoring Is really noteworthy and he's a person That logs a lot of ice time for the Terriers All three of these guys have been absolutely Outstanding uh, Probably Alexei Silvestri is another kid That, that is probably in, like in the running He's probably mm-hmm. fourth amongst the nominees He's also had an excellent year We have really had a strong rookie class And a lot of these kids have stepped right into the league And have played regular minutes And have been leaders on their teams
0: Well, and the thing is with rookies too, it's always a difficult one because really you can be a rookie from 16, 17, 18, and even 19 uh, when it comes to uh, rookies in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. But a lot of great rookie performances this year, but I will leave it to you, Kyle, to announce
3: the winner. The winner of the SGHL's Rookie of the Year is Riley Ash of the Melford Mustangs.
0: And maybe just speak a little bit, I mean, we, we've talked about Riley Ash throughout the year. And, you know, it's very impressive as a 16-year-old to be elevated in Trevor Blevins' lineup, to be, be playing, you know, top six minutes. Night in and night out.
3: You know, I guess if you're a parent of a, of a player who's a rookie, you want to make sure that they're getting an equal amount of ice time. 100%. You want to make sure they're playing. You want to make sure they're not sitting in the stands. And uh, really, some of the plays that, that we have seen from Riley Ash this year have been absolutely outstanding, high-skilled, high-speed, uh, a kid who really doesn't panic on the ice. He mm-hmm. has a lot of veteran composure. And he really, uh, you know what, Melfort needs a goal. They need a, a great play. They need a great assist usually on the other end of it is number 20, Riley Ash.
0: Well, and I think he plays Clark. He's a big reason why the Melfort Mustangs are obviously right now They're They've had a strong season. They're going to be in that four versus five series. And I think if they're going to have success in the playoffs, he's going to be a big reason why.
1: Oh, I think so for sure. Like, like you said, he's been elevated to such an important role on that team. And with the amount of playmaking ability that he has, you know, 30 assists on the year uh, as a 16 year old, he's such a key cog to just driving that offense as much as it has been this year. And, um, you know, is he's going to play a big role as much as a 16 year old can play in the playoffs. (laughs) He's like that. He's right up there in terms of how, how hard he's going to be leaned on for offense. for that team. So I love, I love the season he had. I can't wait to see the future of this kid, right? It's it's only going to get better. Uh, and it's exciting to see.
0: I think at the end of the day, the future is bright for the SJHL because of how good this year's rookie class is. And we're going to see a lot of, I think a lot of rookies that we saw this year.
3: Be even better next year and then the year after oh can you think about what he's gonna be like in another year he's stronger, <laughs> yeah exactly he's going to be more mature yeah. maybe improve his speed a little bit or
0: even all those players we talked about prior
3: yeah it's, outstanding it's like, it's, like, it, it's exciting
0: it's very exciting for sure uh but congratulations uh to riley ash of the Melford mustangs direct west rookie of the year moving on in between the pipes sasktel goalie of the year the nominees are Cam Herdlick of the Estevan Bruins, Josh Cote of the Balfour's North Stars, and Dawson Smith of the LaRange Ice Wolves. Three of the top-tier netminders in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. All of them had superb seasons. But, Kyle, uh, I will let you take her away and announce the winner of this year's Sastel Goalie of
3: the Year. Well, if it was based on personality alone... <laughs> I think the winner clearly would be Dawson Smith. Uh, he had he a great really interview. He really knocked it out of the park this week. Really I uh, really enjoyed that interview guys. He was Cam's a, a character too. I Cam was a great interview yeah. too. And, yeah. and, and his dad, yeah. we met at Showcase we in did. Winnipeg. He was a character He was well. awesome. You know, so Shout uh, out to uh, Jeremy Herdlicka. So all these great guys are great uh, high name. characters and they're great goalies. Yeah. And if you asked me which one I would want to start in a final game, I couldn't answer the question for you.
0: Between the three of them? No. No, they're, no, they're all quality. They're all but, awesome.
3: But when you look at the North Balfour North Stars and the success they've had and the amount of rubber that has been thrown at their net sure you have to look no further than josh cote as the most valuable goaltender in the sjhl he has had an incredible season uh he is uh, excellent goals against average he's probably seen the most shots right. he's among the highest minutes he has won the highest save percentages and and truly um although north battleford is skilled sometimes mm-hmm. they do rest on their laurels and uh Josh got a lot of rubber in a lot of games I watched this year and has been absolutely outstanding.
0: Well, and I, you know what? And He had a strong performance at the SJHL-MJHL showcase where he had uh, just the one goals against and as a result um, he has an NCAA Division I scholarship going off to Augustana and I mean we look at that North Stars team and obviously they've had a lot of success this year and originally I think people forget at the beginning of the season Josh Cote was not the starting netminder for the Balfour North Stars. He came in in relief in that very first game of the year and Sometimes uh, an opportunity comes about, and you can kind of take advantage about it. Uh, Clark, just your thoughts on uh, Josh's season.
1: I mean, he leads the league in goals against, leads mm-hmm. the league in save percentages, uh, in save percentage, I should say, and got a couple shutouts on the year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when Rory uh, McGoran said it on, on Weekly last week, when you were talking about uh, how many shots he's faced this year, yeah. and it's second to only Caleb Allen from Yorkton, Uh, When you think of Battlefords this year, how good they've been. uh, My initial thought was, well, they, they suppress a lot of shots. They don't give up many shots, Mm -hmm. but they do. And nothing, (laughs) nothing wrong with that. They clearly are able to overcome that. Right. Uh, But Josh Cote is a big reason for that with the amount of saves that he makes and 1295 on the season, just behind Caleb Allen. uh, And you can't, you can't fault 31 wins as a goalie either. 100%. Uh, so unbelievable season. Uh, really tough, though. He, re, saying all of that, still such a tough category. I to mean, pick
0: a I was looking at the stats j- just this morning. I mean, Dawson Smith only has, I think his goals against average is .02 higher than Josh Cote. His save percentage is 0.02% lower um, and then, obviously, Cam Hurlicka, un- Unreal Season with five shutouts. Five shutouts. Very uh, difficult category to pick. But regardless, congratulations to uh, Josh Cote, the Balfour's North Stars. He is the SaskTel goalie of the year. Moving on. Super U defenseman of the year. And I, I said when the finalists, before the finalists came out, I thought the two categories that were going to be the most difficult were going to be rookie. And defensemen, and this one is very difficult because you have Tynan Ewert of the Balfour's North Stars, Xander Stewart of the Nippon Hawks, and Dallin Weagle of the Humboldt Broncos. Before we announce the winner, Kyle, I just want to get your thoughts on all the great defensemen in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League because I think like the rookies, this is an award where I think you can make an argument from 8 to 10 guys that could be a finalist for this award.
3: Well, I, I look at some of the guys that are playing in Flimflon. Like, Flimflon has a yeah. very, very solid back end. Humboldt's got a very solid uh, back end. They have some really good players there. Uh, Notre Dame has got a couple of real good players, and, and uh, I'm going to mention it Say before, his name. before Nugsy phones in and mentions it. Uh, oh, sorry, Fitch. I
0: got Nugsy actually on the phone. <laughs> Nugsy's
3: on the line. He just video <laughs> he just, called he, in. Yeah, he hear his name. So, <laughs> we do have a lot yeah. of quality defensemen, and we saw that at Showcase, too, the MJS oh, Showcase. and yeah. And, but, but these three, uh, clearly, uh, in terms terms of our voters, who are the the governors, the coaches, the media personality of the SHL, uh, they selected one clear winner uh, in this group, and uh, that's going to be uh, Tynan Ewart And Tynan Ewart has uh, played both defense and offense, and and has had a great year. And he's kind of that straw mm-hmm. that stirs the drink in the end zone at the North Battle for North Stars. He starts a lot of plays. He's a good first passer. He jumps up into the rush. He's got lots of speed. Uh, he's been fun to watch. But but again. All three of these nominees are excellent players. I'd be happy to have any one of them on my blue line.
0: Well, and when I was writing the article for the Players of the Year Award winners, uh, what struck me, which is one thing that was very interesting, obviously we've seen some great Tynan's pretty much led the way when it comes to defensive scoring for most of the season. But one thing that definitely stood out is the fact that he's one of a handful of defensemen across the SJHL that averages more than a point per game which is pretty substantial from the back end. And uh, obviously he's contributing offensively, but also defensively. Uh, Clark, I guess your thoughts on on tying in the season.
1: I mean, yeah, nobody has more assists. Nobody has more points. Uh, like you said, only a, ha- a couple uh, players have over a point per game uh, as a defenseman. And then he's second... Only Reese Richmond for power play assists, and like this guy's, a he's a power play quarterback. Like mm-hmm. we said, kind of said about Xander Stewart a, a couple minutes ago. Yeah, he's a, he drives the offense on the power play. He plays a lot of big minutes. Like he's out there against a lot of the best players from the other teams. He does so much for that team, and, you know, we we can't let it get lost in how good that team is that he's a huge part of that as well. So, you know, big, big uh, deserving uh, award winner for this one in
0: Tynan. 100%. Uh, So congratulations to Tynan Yurt, to the Balfords North Stars, Super U Defenseman of the Year. Only a couple of awards left. Let's move on to RBC Player of the Year. The year. Here are the nominees, Kian Bell of the Balfour's North Stars, Holden Dole of the Balfour's North Stars, and Cole Dupereau of the Flin Flon Bombers. And I think, Kyle, like like some of these other awards we've talked about, I think all three of these players... Definitely have an argument for being RBC Player of
3: the Year. Oh, absolutely! Like each one of them is has had a, an outstanding season. They're key members of the of their teams. Uh, probably could have been a couple more Balfour kids on there. Probably could have been a couple Broncos in the mix. Probably could have been another another Bomber or two in that mix. It's
0: tough to narrow it down oh, to three.
3: Uh, there are some quality players in this league, and, 100%. and again, uh, these three are, are among three of the many talented players in the league. But but again, one has had just a outstanding year from top to finish. And when you watch the game, he's certainly someone you you notice right away. And, oh, yeah. and if you listen to the Battlefords play-by-play, you're always going to hear two or three times a game. To ring the bell, ring the bell, it's Kian Bell. Yeah. Kian Bell is our RBC Player of the Year.
0: I mean, you look at those stats on, uh, on the screen right now, 52 goals, 44 assists, 96 points. And as of right now, going into the final weekend of the season, he currently leads the league in... Obviously goals, but also points, and he's had a substantial impact on this this team's offense uh, for the North Stars this year. And we also at the SHL MJ show, showcase, Kyle, hat trick. He had a hat trick in the yep, second right. game. Like he no is, graphics. he has been unreal so far this season. Yeah. Clark, just your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked about how how many goals he's piled up throughout the year, and sometimes. And, you know, when you got a team with as many wins as Battlefords has, you know, sometimes maybe you think they're running up the score. But the sure. other thing about Kian Bell is he's got 10 game-winning goals. He, he does. He scores in the clutch moments, too. It's not like he's just scoring goals that don't matter. He's scoring the big ones, too. And, uh, you know, he's such a huge region. Every single week when we're talking about MVP of the week, SGU MVP of the week, he comes up. His, con- his name comes up in 100%. conversation almost every single week. Player of the month, he's always in the mix. Uh, so he's always been that guy from start to finish what a season what a player and uh you know i can't wait to see what he's got coming up next too
0: and what i've always liked about uh kian's game is when you watch his goals obviously he's got 52 this year they all come in different ways it's not just the standard hey you know what rip shot top of the circle or something like that on on uh you know on the power play he's driving the net sometimes he's getting cleaning up the garbage getting some garbage goals we've seen a couple of goals where he's you know dangling out some defenders he scores in different ways and that's what makes him a very difficult player to play against. Against Which is uh, obviously for the Balfour North Stars, that's a huge asset uh, this season and moving into the playoffs. So congratulations to Kian Bell, the Balfour North Stars, RBC Player of the Year. And finally, we move on to the last one, SGEU MVP of the Year. There are uh, two repeat uh, nominees from RBC Player of the Year. There's Kian Bell, the Balford North Stars, Holden Dole of the Balfords North Stars, and also Riley Morgan of the Weyburn Red Wings. And I definitely think three players that are well-deserving of this, this award. And I think you look at, you know, these three nominees, and there's definitely some other ones that didn't make the top three that we could talk about as well, Kyle. But players that have such value, pardon the MVP, value to their
3: team value to their team like you look at all three of these individuals look at the look at the wayburn red wings when did they get serious about making this playoff push
0: as soon as they acquired riley trader
3: morgan. cody makes the <laughs> trade for riley morgan and riley morgan all of a sudden guys are all in the right slots in their lineup 100 percent. and then the scoring is uh, distributed right across the three lines for the team mm-hmm. right so he comes in he's dynamic he's scoring every single game Holden dole Holden Dole has been so consistent throughout he the has. year, yeah. Like on both sides of the puck, both offensively and defensively, he's been the guy often feeding Keen Bell uh, to go in and score. So again, he's someone that contributes offensively, defensively. He's got a bit of a physical edge. Again, someone who's got an NC Division One right. So mm-hmm. another person that is truly valuable to the Stars, and then of course, Keen Bell, right. What can you say about Kian Bell? You can't say enough about Kian Bell. Would, would the North Stars have had their record without Key and Bell? Probably not. Don't know that.
0: It's yeah. tough. That's. I mean, that's 52 goals out of your lineup.
3: Holy moly. Literally and, a and goal a game.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, that's literally a goal a game out, like, of their, out of their man. lineup.
3: And, and that's a difference maker, and that, that is why Kian Bell – is our most valuable player for the sghl
0: There it is, SGU MVP of the year, Kian Bell of the Balfour's North Stars. I mean, yeah, we t- we touched on it uh, just previously, obviously with the RBC Player of the Year. But I think that actually that part of it that we just kind of brought up—the fact that he has 52 goals for the North Stars—and you have to wonder where would the North Stars be when it comes to their record? They would still be a good team, but would they be first place uh, in the sghl Would they be a team? That was nationally the number one team in the country for 15 weeks this year without the play of Kean Bell.
3: Incredible. And, and, you, and you look at him, and, and again, he is, he is truly the person that is doing all the finishing. But he's also, you notice him on the ice. He's Like, he is probably the fastest kid in the league. Like, he's up the, up yeah. and down. the And, and a great kid. Like, I uh, mm-hmm. had the opportunity to spend some time with him at Showcase, both him and his father. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely terrific people, right? And, of course, his mother, former Olympian. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, a good hockey pedigree is Uncle Marty, uh, who we ran into last time we were in the Battlefords. Right. Great guy, great scorer, but truly Kean has a gift for scoring, and uh, really he's an explosive part of the North Battle from Nurse Nurse.
1: And you got a shout out in Sass Parliament today. Uh, they he gave did him a shout out. Yes, uh, Sass Parliament yeah. gave
0: Kean Bell a shout out in yeah. Parliament. It's it's a good day for Kian really? Bell. For sure. He did, legit. Wow. Watch it on it. social media. That, that is crazy. I'll have
3: to look at that later. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's uh it was
1: pretty awesome. It was a North Star shout out, but it was very vivid It was the Battleford's MLA yeah. giving
0: the shout-out. Oh, perhaps
1: in, he's trying to get reelected.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Well, this isn't. This is a sports show, Kyle. Yeah. This isn't a political show. Let's stay
1: dial tuned, her back. Stay tuned for SASS politics coming up after the show. Yeah, we'll have
0: SASS politic insider coming yeah, up right. right after the show. Yeah. Uh, so in recap, I'll quickly run through the recap. Uh, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association Coach of the Year, Rayden Klamasco of the Balfour North Stars. Federated Co-op, most Sportsmanlike player, a tie between uh, Tylen Hilbig of the Kindersley Clippers and Xander Stewart of the Nippon Hawks. Direct West Rookie of the Year, Riley Ash of the Melfort Mustangs. Sastel Goalie of the Year, Josh Cote of the Balfour North Stars. Super U Defenseman of the Year, Tynan Ewart of the Battlefords North Stars. RBC player of the year, Kian Bell of the Battlefords North Stars and SGU MVP of the year, Kian Bell of the Battlefords North Stars. Kyle, before we preview the last weekend of the season, I want to kind of get your just your final thoughts on the results of this year's uh, year-end awards. You touched on it at the beginning. It's obviously not just us deciding the year-end awards. It's, you know, it's a vote by, you know, the coaches, all the media, board members, what do you think of? Uh, I guess just the you know putting together the process of the year-end awards, and I guess your final thoughts on them altogether.
3: I think the process the process was good. I think it was uh, you know teams had an opportunity to nominate players, mm-hmm. and uh, to our coaches and our governors' credit and media credit, not everyone simply nominated their own uh, players uh, from their own team, which is good, which shows really that really the people that were chosen it was a, a legitimate. Right. vote and the people that won did receive the most votes but but again lots of people were not named as nominees lots of right. people you can watch in a game and and you can recognize that they're dynamic they play an important role to mm-hmm. their to their team and and i think we've really had an exceptional season we've really been blessed uh with the level of talent and competition that we've seen this year and the parity that's in the league and and again i'm i'm i Want to congratulate all the nominees. Oh, unreal! And, and certainly, you know what? Uh, if Commissioner Kyle was picking, there'd be a couple that would be different, and I'm not going to see which ones those are. Director's um,
1: cut coming later. <laughs> but
3: most of them, I think, are, are very legitimate, and uh, the award winners are truly uh, deserving of the awards. And and uh, certainly in terms of league travel. <laughs> make it a lot more convenient for yeah. the director of marketing and the media manager and the commissioner to go and present awards. But, uh, no, it, it's been a great year, and uh, our teams have had – and, again, there's lots of hockey to be played. Right. Probably got a couple months left here once we finalize the matchups, which are still exciting and ongoing.
0: Yeah, but uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. Congratulations to all the, the nominees and finalists, I guess, for the uh, year-end awards. Congratulations to all the winners. But I think when you look back at this year's year-end awards – there's a lot of talented players that could definitely have won every single award and coaches and coaches for coach of the year as well. Uh, but before we go, we, let's pre we got Kyle here, Clark. All right. Let's preview the weekend and get Kyle's thoughts on the weekend matchups. <laughs> let's go. So let's pull up the scoreboards. Obviously, there's one game tonight. The Notre Dame Hounds will visit the Wayburn Red Wings. Unfortunately for the Notre Dame Hounds, there's nothing to play for this Game tonight after they were eliminated on Tuesday. Wayburn tuning up for the playoffs as they will uh, take on the Balfour's North Stars in the first round of the postseason. Then Friday, we have four games on tap. The Melford Mustangs will visit the Nipwin Hawks. Both teams have a lot to play for. The Humble Broncos will uh, kick off a home and home against the York Terriers. Balfour's North Stars kick off a home and home with the Kindersley Clippers and a big matchup uh, in Larange as Larange plays host to Flynn Flon. That also We'll start a home-and-home home between those two teams. Then we slide to Saturday. Another four games on tap. The, uh, actually, I do believe there's five games on tap. Notre Dame will visit Melville, Kindersley at Battleford, LaRange at Flinflon, Yorkton at Humboldt, uh, and Estevan at Weyburn as well. Whether, that, uh, whether there's stuff on the line in that game, TB. TBD. Anyways, uh, and then there's also uh, two more games uh, after Saturday. Sunday, the Melville Millionaires will visit the Notre Dame Hounds. Unfortunately, that's just for bragging rights, nothing on the line. And then the final game of the regular season is actually on Tuesday, a makeup game between the Humboldt Broncos and the Notre Dame Hounds, which will be played at uh, the Duncan McNeil Arena on Tuesday. Uh, Kyle, since you're here, I'll, uh, I'll throw to you first. What um, – what are you looking at this weekend for the final weekend of the regular season? What are you looking for? Are you to?
3: asking me for the matches of the weekend? Yeah, sure. Pick a game that you want, you're keeping your eye on. Mm, I'm I'm keeping my eye on two this weekend, and I oh, you're pulling a Clark. I know Clark I know. picks multiple. I points. also have two. <laughs>
0: oh well, gee, I'll pick the rest then. <laughs> but,
3: but, but wouldn't you, as a fan, want to be either in Flintflon Flon? Right. For game one or LaRange for game two in that weekend series. Oh, like unreal. And, and those games are meaningful, mm-hmm. of course, because both teams are battling for position, Flinflon Flon for, right. for second, and uh, LaRange for home ice advantage in the playoffs. And uh, I ran into a guy this morning. Uh, I was getting my car washed here in Regina, and uh, he was a fan of the SJHL. Awesome. And he was asking me about the playoff matchups. There and, you go. And he said, who do you think is going to get home ice between LaRange and Melford? And I said, that is going to be a game changer. Whoever gets home ice is going to be driving mm-hmm. the bus in that series.
1: Yeah. Well, we talked about how all season long, how good both those teams are at home. Uh, and, you know, I think there's a lot of successful home teams in the yesterday of the season, but uh, those two specifically stand out a little bit. So that's, that's a really important, really important how those teams finish up. It's going to be a, a fun weekend, I think. And like you said. No better place to be than the wit or the Mel yeah. this weekend. Mm. Uh, it should be a great time.
0: I just want to add, when it comes to that Melford-Leron series, I, I know we've all, the three of us, Rory, Jamie, we've talked about it, the importance of home ice. But the funny thing is, in that season series between the, those two teams, the last three games, the road teams won. What? <laughs> there you so, go. There you I'm go. just saying, is maybe the, us in the media uh-huh. are overhyping it a little bit. Maybe. Maybe, but both teams are confident that they can win in the other team's building. Well, it'll right. be fun to watch. It will which be, which
1: will only make it better. <laughs> well,
0: I'm, you I'm know? not disagreeing exactly. All right, Clark, what are your uh, five games? I mean, two games.
1: Yeah, no, I'll Sorry. five games. Can I go five games? Because wow. I will. Okay. Uh, well, then that just means no. I don't have to talk. Which is No, great. you know what? It's it's <laughs> even though it may not necessarily have uh, a whole lot here of here we go. Here, His bias is coming out here. Estevan Weber on Saturday. I think that's just going to be a wonderful matchup. It's always good when Estevan and Weber meet up. Both the teams are going to put their final stamp on the season in that one, and I think it's just going to be a blast. Uh, but also just keeping an eye on – I know we're all talking about Flinflon and, and Larange, but just keeping an eye on Humboldt as well because that game against sure. Yorkton on, on Friday is important just to see if they can put their stamp on that second-place battle sure. as well. So keeping an eye on that one as well. But I will say I have to, I have to say uh, that Estevan and Weyburn game has got my attention.
0: All right. Well, then I'll pick a completely different one that neither of you took. Perfect. And I'll take uh, oh, tomorrow be. night. At the cage, Nipwin, between the Melfort Mustangs and the Nipwin Hawks. Both teams have lots to play for. Of course, Melfort's trying to uh, lock up Holtmoney's advantage in the first round Mm -hmm. of the series. Kyle touched on that. But for the Nipwin Hawks, I think people keep forgetting they could still finish sixth, which is crazy to think about. But they could still finish sixth. They need some help, but they need to take care of business, uh, BTO. BTO. They need to take care of business. (laughs) They need to win their game. Against the Melford Mustangs at home Friday, then they just need to get some help from uh, the Wayburn Red Wings for okay. that. And that's going to help potentially change the matchups, like you said, whether that game on Saturday is going to mean anything or not. Right. All That'll be determined on, 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 on my game. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and
1: I also, was leading
0: you down that you path. You know what? Here. I also, also I'll, I, I gave a shout out already during the interview with Alex Schweitzer, but again, I want to give a shout out to Carson Dobson. He's going to get, uh, there's a presentation prior to that game for him scoring the 1000th goal uh, as part of uh, the Kidsport Cup. And the Goals for Kids program, so there's going to be a nice presentation for him as well uh, during that game. So it's going to be a great night at the cage. And I mean, it's always a great matchup when the, those two rivals oh, sure, go sure. head-to-head too. So uh, I think regardless, there's a lot of good games this Well, weekend. and then
3: in Kindersley, is Keen Bell going to light the lamp? Is he going to ring the bell? Is
0: he going to play?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, I guess, part two of that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh,
0: geez.
1: <laughs> part 1.5 of that question. But I mean, yeah, it is. You know what? there is a storyline there too. Cause he only four points away from hundred points. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and I
0: remember, didn't we have a segment on SHL weekly where we asked a buy it or sell it, whether somebody would hit hundred points this we did. year. Way I don't think anybody said hundred. Everybody sold. Everybody said yeah. no.
3: So he could prove uh, Pro- a couple eh. people wrong, which again proves the level of speculation and <laughs> prognostication <laughs> abilities of our media. I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, yeah,
1: <laughs> I think I think the general idea was that it's like 85 to 90 that somebody would land in. I think that was kind of what I, they were saying. No, I,
0: We'll wasn't
3: have it? to check the tape. check the
1: tape.
0: Um, but I think the if I remember off the top of my head, I think everybody thought somebody would get to 90. I just right. don't think anybody Somewhere thought there, they'd yeah. get to 100.
3: But wasn't that the episode that the cat was away where that was done? Weren't we traveling in a vehicle? No, to no, no,
0: this was way further at the beginning okay. of the season. It was early. Okay. I, yeah. Good to know that I'm the cat. You're the I cat. was like, who's <laughs> the cat? Turns out I was the cat. Anyways, we're, yeah, okay. as always, this show, near the end of the show, teams, uh, seems to get a little bit off track. So let's wrap things up. Uh, before we go, got to give a big shout-out to our sponsors. I know this is Kyle's favorite part of the show. Uh, my sponsor sheet fell on the ground, but I'm going to look at the TV screen to uh, give a big shout-out to all of our sponsors. Cantera Seed, Sastel, Capital Auto Mall, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Chevrolet Tourism, Saskatchewan, Direct West, SGI, SGU, Great Western, Young's Equipment, and RBC. Thank you all for your help. Thank you for your support. Because, Kyle, you know this, without their support, these shows wouldn't be possible. Yeah, Absolutely. And what shows they are. (laughs) Outstanding job, gentlemen. Well, hey, you you know what? We do our best. Uh, So a big shout out to our sponsors, as always. If you want to stay up to date in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, boy, oh boy, it's no better time to follow us across the board on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're on the road to 1,000 subscribers. It is free to subscribe. Subscribes is a weird word, but it's free to subscribe. Be sure to follow us across all the social medias because that's how you're going to stay up to date in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League going into the last weekend of the season. But then, of course, the SJL postseason. Which begins in eight
1: days. Time flies crazy. when you're having fun. Unbelievable. That. It seems like just the other day we were doing the season preview with Kyle uh, in, our, yeah. in our other studio. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know, it seems like it was just a couple of weeks ago, but uh, here we are. End of the season right now.
0: crazy. It's, it's crazy how much, uh, how much fun we've had along the way. Season's flown by. But uh, still lots to be determined and lots to come across the board in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We want to thank you all so much for joining us, obviously, on this very special edition of SJHL Insider. Congratulations once again to all the award winners of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League year-end awards. For Clark Monroe, Kyle McIntyre, my name is Jeremy Corrigan, and this has been another great episode of SJHL Insider. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone.